0: Hey, welcome to another episode of the Refreshed Moms podcast. I'm Deanna Mason, your host, and i excited to share this episode with you because I have my friend, Kelly Reese of Ministry and Mothering back in the co-host chair. I miss her so much. If you are a listener of the Moms Call to More podcast, you are very familiar with Kelly and i um, we're just sharing a little bit about what's going on in our lives as we talk about overfunctioning, which is what the focus of this episode is. Dear mama, please stop overfunctioning. Both of us are in a season where we are feeling a little bit stretched and overcommitted and definitely is we're swimming around in overfunction mode. So we wanted to share some strategies that we are employing in our lives. And hopefully if you are feeling that you are carrying too much and your capacity has been extended way past what you would like it to be, that they will be helpful to you as well. If you are not familiar with Kelly, she is the founder and creator of Ministry of Mothering, where she helps moms like you and me exchange mom guilt for God's grace. And, um, If you don't know who she is, you're going to love her. Go ahead and find her on Instagram and on Facebook at Ministry and Mothering. She is an amazing, amazing soul and um, she'll bless you if you can hop into her world. But without further ado, let's hop into this episode. I always forget this part. (laughs) Before you do, I want to invite you to the Refreshed Moms Facebook group. This group is my heart for you to be able to find a little corner of social media where we're not talking about marketing, we're not talking about, you know, growing a business per se, but we're focusing on the care that we need in order to be able to sustain the journey of building a business. I want you to learn how to create rest rhythms so that you are in a consistent flow of pouring in so that you can pour out. One of the things that I am saying over and over again in my spaces is I really believe God wants us to work from a place of rest instead of resting from overwork. (laughs) And in order to do that, rest needs to be a part of your routine. So in that space is just a little, um, piece of Facebook or you can come and just be surrounded by other women who are working to make sure rest is a part of their daily and weekly routine. We talk about rest in seven different ways, including your spiritual rest. That's one of the ways I um, hit on very hard, but also physical rest, um, emotional and mental rest, creative and social rest. There's all different ways that we can invest into our rest and this is the space where i hope you get to explore those and are encouraged to do so and maybe find a tool or resource or two that you can pull into your world that'll just help you do that even more so hop on over to the refreshed moms group you can find me on facebook Refreshed moms community and um you can go to DeAnnaMason.com forward slash Refresh Moms group. That'll take you there as well. And you can always hit up the link in the show notes. And that is it. Let's go ahead and hop in to this episode with Kelly Reese on Dear Mama, Please Stop Overfunctioning. You're listening to the Refreshed Moms podcast. I'm DeAnna Mason, creator of Refreshed Moms, a business and movement dedicated to helping moms learn how to rest well while building their ministries and businesses. This podcast is for moms who feel God calling them to more than motherhood and desire to create healthy rhythms of self-care that integrate their work, children, and faith. You can love God, your family, and your business while loving yourself, and I want to help you do it. Get cozy, grab your favorite drink and let's get started. Here we go. I have my friend back today. Hey! <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I miss you so much. I miss you too. Oh my goodness. I mean, it's like it's really bad. Like I there when I think of different topics that I want to talk about, I'm like I want to talk about this with Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and then we have times like this where,
1: like, let's make, it
0: happen. Let's <laughs> make it happen. So, whenever I can snatch her, we've actually had this on the calendar since the beginning of the school year. Um, yeah. because we knew when we this is my former co host, by the way, y'all that are new to the podcast. This is Kelly Reese hey. from the Mom's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I am now Refresh Mom's podcast, and yeah. um, but. I did two seasons, I'm about a season and a half with Kelly Reese in the mom's call it the more world and um completely miss her in our conversations. And so we are intentionally finding space in our calendars where we can hop on and just talk about, you know, whatever topics are on our hearts. And yeah. Today there is one topic <laughs> that we are literally walking through. And um we want to talk about overfunctioning today. Please mama, I'm sorry. Dear mama, please stop overfunctioning. That dear mama please is all Kelly Reese right there. So <laughs> this is something that she um hones in on something that we as women, we as moms need to stop doing and she goes yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> Often talking to myself. Yeah. yeah. Most mm-hmm. of the times I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to myself today. This is really like a therapy session that we're hoping that God will use to um help other women because we're no different. We need help here. Yeah. Um I am a type a, I, I still don't know my Instagram. Don't even ask me. I don't know what my Instagram is, but <clears> three <throat> <laughs> <laughs> I have to look it up. But I um I'm a doer, I'm, I'm productivity oriented. Um, the, I I have no problems with to-do list, zero. Zero, they are my lifeline. And uh, I feel like I can accomplish everything on that list um, in an unrealistic way. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's just, that's how I function. Part of it is good because it's how I organize what needs to be done. But the um, over functioner in me will try to get everything done in a very unrealistic unrealistic period of time, which yeah. causes me to start suffering in the other areas of my life that are important. And then definitely right now, like even today, feel it, I start feeling it physically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it shows it's showing itself a little differently now that I'm in I'm getting older and I'm feeling it differently. In my body, which is very uh, concerning, is <laughs> it to say the yeah. least? Concerning, like, yeah. okay, I, I, I think I know what this feeling is from. You know, yeah. Um, when me and Kelly were, th- well, when I was thinking about what I could talk to Kelly about because I knew she was coming today, I just honed right in into what I was feeling, which is the feeling of overwhelm and overfunction. So that's what we're going to talk about today.
1: Um, you know, Deanna, it's it's interesting because the the last time we chatted, we we're talking about this new transition, this life mm-hmm. transition that I have right now. I'm going back to work full time. And it's very timely that we are coming back together to talk about over-functioning because if there were one word to describe, um, I've been at this, we just finished our first nine weeks. One word to describe these nine weeks, at least seven of those nine weeks, it would be over-functioning. And for people like me who can identify what's going on and then you still can't shake it, it gets frustrating. And that's why I found myself. It's like, I know better. So I see what this is. Um, I see myself overwhelmed. And when you talked about feeling it in your body, Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, I tend to break out in hives. Mm. Um, I tend to get really sleepy Um, not hungry. And y'all, I love to eat. So when I'm not really hungry and just wanting to just sleep and just, I'm breaking out, I I know what's really going on. And so, but I still couldn't shake it. And that was a bit more frustrating too, because it's like, I felt stuck and I felt like, well, do I have a way out? It, it's like things become cloudy. The perspective becomes off, not, not even being able to identify it because I know, let me identify the important thing. Let me prioritize. I know. And then it was just like all the things, all the things are important things. Which one comes first? Like the confusion, the cloudy thoughts, irritability, um, just not really a fun person to be around from certain hours, Mm -hmm. giving my best hours, functioning hours to other people who Mm -hmm. I'm not related to, just all that, and then feeling bad about it. It was just this whole cycle of just this whirlwind of what in the world is going on. So when you first mentioned, hey, this is what we're going to be chatting about, (laughs) I think my response to you was just don't mind me. I'll be sitting in a corner just (laughs) talking it all in because it's like, yeah. And the things that we're going to talk about, like these strategies that we're going to get into I thought that's just kind of what I needed, just, yeah. mm, just this little jab. So I'm excited to get into just these these uh, three, at least these three um, mm-hmm. strategies that we're going to mention. And I will say um, the past two weeks for me have been just this settling in and I can see the benefit of, you know, what we're going to talk about today. So ladies take note, if your last seven weeks have looked like mine, if your last seven years have looked like mine. <laughs> Right. Deanna gonna get you right the same way she did in one little bitty text message ooh. got me over in the corner, like ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. So, you know, you know, spread the wealth, share with yeah. people, enlighten the folks who and I have to admit, I knew it was gonna be a transitional period. So I did not think that I was just gonna go from being home for 10 years to being in the workforce full time mm-hmm. and there not be any kind of and we all as a family adjust. To it, but I was just kind of waiting for that you know, for things to gel a little bit sooner than they did. Mm. And it took a minute, but over functioning was yeah. definitely my word,
0: yeah, for sure. yeah. And uh, you know, the the things that we are there are un what's the word I'm looking for? There are, I was gonna say, that's not the word. There are, um, there are things that we are dealing with that are not normal circumstances, so that's true. We have our natural. Um, innate uh, tendency to already overfunction. you couple that with the pandemic and you couple that with virtual learning spaces and you couple that with your work which you know your work the type of work you're doing right now which Kelly has gone back into the workforce as a fifth grade teacher so (laughs) even that type of work (laughs) so it's not she went back to work but then she went back to a work condition that was it was abnormal yeah. So yeah. it's just so many different <laughs> layers that um there's no way we can forecast our energy levels and um yes. understanding how it's gonna impact how we need to be in the other spaces of our lives. There's no way to forecast. I mean, we can forecast that I'm sure this is going to impact me in some way.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: you don't know what it's really gonna feel like until you get into it. And then once you get into it, it's kinda of like, okay, how do I backpedal? How do I bring th- how to rein things back in? So that's what I find my Myself in like this season. I'm I'm pushing two projects forward. Um, I'm transitioning. <laughs> Refresh moms again. Seems like I do this every this time. This time each year, there's a transition, there's a pivot. But I it's I I know right. It's my season. The fourth quarter of every year. <laughs> there's some type. I'm hoping that's not going to be my normal, but just it's a rhythm. This time <laughs> last year, the pivot started with and it started with me and you. Me wanting to dig deeper into um, faith-based approaches to building your business and wanting to work with Christian mom entrepreneurs and just focusing on that community that happened. Um, this about this time last year is when I started making moves towards that. Now that I've spent a year doing that, I still feel like God is pulling me even, I don't want to say higher. He's still pulling me into this space, but he's yeah. like, okay. I want to be their mentor. I want to be their trainer. I want to be their coach. I'm talking about God saying this. Yes. I am the ultimate mentor. I am the ultimate trainer. I am the ultimate coach. These, The type of women you're wanting to work with are women that are feeling me calling them into something. I was just talking to a woman on Voxer um, yesterday, and she was telling me about this flower farm that she wants to create. She, her and her husband, just moved to 17 um, on 17 acres and she's feeling like she wants to turn that property a portion of that property she wants to be a flower farmer and start selling her flowers which is a beautiful business it's, it's I told her I've never ever talked to a flower farmer so this is really new yeah. for me. and you know so on the surface it was just like well what a neat business but when she kept talking because she was telling me well what kind of how do you help? What kind of work are you doing? And I was telling her, honestly, I'm really pulling myself out of some of the um, business coaching. I'm I'm pivoting how I business coach. And I said, um, I'm really looking to, you know, I'm wanting women that are feeling God's call in their work. I want to help them and I want to help them stay connected to how God is calling them to build. And she started telling me the history behind the flower farm around how Um, Her sister died this year um, and her sister was a um, was an addicted loved one and she died from an overdose and and talked about the experience that her sister had in rehab and in the things that just fell short in that rehab center for her sister and how her sister lost hope in that rehab. And when she stepped out of rehab, she basically overdosed and. She, was, she said, my desire is to teach the skill of flower. I'm about to cry thinking about it. I want to teach the skill of flower farming to re, to those in rehab centers so that when they step out, this could be something that they can take and do so they don't feel like they're stripped of their identity. She said, that's what's happened when, when you're in rehab. Everything my sister knew of herself was being stripped because she had a specific identity as an addicted person. And she Mm -hmm. walks into his rehab and, you know, their goal is to get rid of the addiction. But once that was dealt with, she didn't know who she was. She didn't know who she was anymore. Because what they taught her basically was was saying, you know, in their effort to help her, that what you were, you can't be that anymore. You have to be like, I don't know who that person is. And there was a sense of hopelessness. And she's like, I want to teach those that are interested in learning this skill of flower farming, so that when they come out of rehab, they have hope. They have mm-hmm. they have something to help them build. And it was like I would have never, ever, ever knew that I would have never, ever known that God was dealing with you mm-hmm. on a ministry to to addicted people, to you know those in the rehab trying to heal. There was a ministry under that. Yeah. And I'm just feeling how God is like, I need you to help women like that stay connected to how I'm asking them yes. to build. Amen, absolutely. How I'm asking them to serve. And so in the midst of that, I'm creating an app, okay? My it's, it's Every episode, I feel like, I wish I could promote this app in this episode, but I can't. It's not out yet, but the Refresh Mom's Prayer Room is coming this fall. Oh, I'm so close to being able to offer it I cannot stopped. wait! Oh my gosh. I cannot wait to get this out. It's there's just the only things I'm waiting for are just some some um, operational type thing. The app, there's no more for me to do to the app. It's just some of the logistical things that I'm having oh. to figure out and how to present it. And I'm so close. But anyway, my app is for the Christian mom entrepreneur, and I yep. want to pour into that app so that they can find ways to insert God into their day in a much more simpler fashion and I want to teach them how to create deep connections with God in short periods of time because we're very busy and it's in mm-hmm. what I what you don't want to sacrifice is your time with God yep. what you don't want to sacrifice is that priority but I understand the season yeah. Completely understand the season, but we're going to stay connected. We're not going to disconnect. We're going to stay connected, and yes. the prayer room is designed to help you stay connected. So, anyway, that's happening. It's a huge project, a huge undertaking. I know zero about app creation. I have to learn. The learning curve was extremely steep. Oh my! I'm still learning. And then the second thing I'm doing <laughs> is launching a nonprofit organization called Needle Movers for Social e- Equity. These things are happening simultaneously. They're both hopefully happening in October, early November. <laughs> you see how I just gave me some <laughs> so grace early November. Wow. So they're happening this fall, yes. but I'm working on both simultaneously. I have team. I'm not doing this, you know, I'm not by myself, but I do have team helping me. But it's still, I'm it's pushing these things out. Yeah. And I feel like I have bitten off way more than I can chew. I am tired. This is my truth coming out. I'm tired. Um, I'm over caffeinated. Um, I'm, I'm serious. Like my body has started responding to the caffeine. I'm over caffeinated. So I've had to pull back on the coffee. Um, because coffee was my go-to it has been my go-to for weeks. Um, in the morning, I've had to switch uh, to decaf completely. Okay. Um, because my body started responding in ways that it it didn't need to be responding. Um, But all of this is coming from, Oh, and I, and I, and I enrolled in a course. It's a nine month college level course. It's a 10 hour week commitment. All of this is happening at the same time. It's too freaking much. Do you hear (laughs) hear what I'm saying? I'm like, Oh, Hmm. I'm overfunctioning, All right. And so as I identify, I'm doing too much. There's too much on my plate. Yeah. I don't feel well. Um, I'm, t- you know, I already said I'm, I'm tired. This is not a refresh mom scenario. Let me just say. Mm. And so I've had to sit back and figure out, How do I backpedal out of this? Because I'm not going to stay here. I'm not going to stay here in the name of get the dang project done. I'm not. I'm Mm. not going to stay here. The project can wait, it can slow down. Yeah. My physical health and my emotional health is not going to be sacrificed for the sake of ministry. It's not.
1: Amen. And I love the way you said I had to stop and backpedal Mm -hmm. because, you know, people say knowing is half the battle. And I'm like, yeah. Knowing is like one fourth of the battle. Yeah. <laughs> After that, you got to stop. You got to backpedal. You got to make a plan. You got to follow through with that plan. You have to, it would be helpful if you have somebody that you're accountable to along with knowing gets us going, but yeah. really it's when we do what you just said, that is I stop and I backpedal and I figure out instead of just, yeah, I'm just tired. You know what I mean? I think too many of us are sitting in the knowing. Yeah. And <laughs> So that's why I'm like, let's set some folks free. Don't just yeah. know it. We can't, you know, we let's, do, yeah. It's like one dear mama, please stop. Yeah, if we're saying, Dear mama, please stop overfunctioning, then what am I going to replace that with? How do I stop? Like, and if you're like me where it's just hard to stop, <laughs> sometimes you even have to say how to stop. But that backpedaling, and I love that you shared that from such a vulnerable place because I I, if nothing else, want people to know that we're all susceptible to mm-hmm. overfunctioning. Mm -hmm. You know, even when you know the thing, even when you teach the thing, even when you coach the thing, it doesn't mean that we're not, we're no longer susceptible, or even when you've overcome the thing before. And that would be my story. Yeah, I was, I was always doing it. But then I got to a place I'm like, Oh, that's not healthy. Let's, you know, and I've kind of, I've come through that. And but yet. It's we're in this fallen world. It's never going to go away. We always have to be mindful of. We always have to be looking out for, especially in these seasonal changes where it's a new rhythm, you mm. know. Or you know, you throw in a pandemic, or you know, what I mean, anytime something shifts, <laughs> it's like oh my natural. I, I found myself going back just to my natural tendency that I've already kind of you know um, grown from. But we're we're just all susceptible, and we're all constantly having to evaluate, step back, reevaluate and shift. So yeah, I'm, I'm personally just thankful that you
0: shared that. Yeah. So let's, let's jump into strategy. Okay. So these are strategies that I've literally had to sit down and say, how do I backpedal? How do I change this scenario? Because the things that I'm being called to do are not dropping the things that I think I'm supposed to be put in my hands to I need to get them done. but I also have two children that are virtually being virtually educated right now. and I also have you know this course commitment and I also have family commitment. I also have my physical health and my spiritual health. all that's still there, right? So let's talk about strategies to deal with overfunctioning. These can be used in the midst of overfunctioning when you identify it and they can also be used as, um, is it offense? It can be, these can be offensive strategies. Yes. These are both offensive and defensive strategies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. To help you not get there. Okay. My goal is to figure out how to um, get things, catch things ahead of time. So I don't put myself into, you know, danger of, um, of not being cared for. All right. So the first one I want to talk about is just being realistic about what you actually can do. Deanna,
1: listen. <laughs> this takes an introspective honesty, mm-hmm. <laughs> unlike no other. I am so bad at this. I'm just not realistic with myself, mm-hmm. you know. And so when when this one was first stated, I was just like, yeah. because mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that that's and you said the first step, like that's the first step. And if you you tripping up at the start line, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, It doesn't end well. And it's, I've got to be honest with myself. Yeah, I've given myself more credit, you know, based on my intentions, based on my desire, based on the things that I want to do. Um, but to mm-hmm. actually be, be realistic about what you can do, it takes this honesty that's humbling.
0: i put it like yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, we went through this when the decision was made that we weren't going to co-host. The only reason yes. why... It wasn't because we didn't want to keep going. It was because let's be realistic about what you're actually going to be able to accomplish once you take on this teaching position.
1: Yes. And even in that, I was still not willing to be realistic. You had to be realistic for me. Like, you're like, Kelly. <laughs> let's make room for what God is doing, you know, yeah. this new season. Like, you had to break it down for me because, again, this part for me, I still think, oh, I can do that. Let's not know. Yeah. So and so uh, even if you if you struggle, make sure you have somebody in your life that, that can identify those points for you. Yeah. And are able to be like, listen, ma'am, mm, yeah You know, my husband is great at it. And I've got folks who are close who are just willing to not just hurt my feelings, like just tell me you can't do this, but just really help me get an honest, truthful look. Kelly, what is realistic? And I need that. I need people prodding me. Yeah. Because leave it up to me, I'm
0: tripping up at right right here. Yeah. Um, this is something that um, let me tell you. Let me. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip this on a different lens a little bit when we're considering being realistic about what you can do. So, what was happening with me, um, was My, you know, my children's school was sending like all these emails and there were like different forms and things they were asking for us to fill out and surveys and there were deadlines and I was like missing so many of them and, um, And then my son, you know, like two weeks before the end of the quarter, he was struggling in a couple of classes. And I was like, you know, what's going on here? We only got two more weeks. We got to pull this grade up, blah, 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 blah. And I just feel like God was trying to bring to my attention. You're not making enough space for your children's education right now. Yeah. You're not making enough space for this. You're making space for other things. But this right here needs you. Ooh, girl. Mm. And another happened again when I started realizing my body was responding to, you know, whatever the things. Yeah. And I was noticing my meals and noticing what wasn't included in some of my meals. Like I yeah. go get starch, you know, uh, uh, a healthy carb and a protein. And like, I don't feel like. Adding the vegetable, I don't feel it like.
1: Toasted, yes. Like I'll do the green stuff later. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's horrible. And just doing that over and over and over again. Yes. Like, of course, your body is going to start feeling that,
1: and then your body craves it though too, because that's what yeah, you're it.
0: Used to getting yes. it, you just start not giving it the servings that it's used to getting. It's terrible. It's a terrible. Your body cycle. is, is going to start crying out for that nourishment and that nutrition, and then. Got the nerve to wonder why you don't have any energy. Well, maybe if you put some macronutrients in your body and some micronutrients, with you know, with maybe you'll get some natural energy and you won't feel like you got to go get caffeinated, Deanna, <laughs> you know. And yeah, I get it. He's like, You're not making room. Mm-hmm. And the thing that you want to default to is like I don't have time. even though you got time, you got the time. you're just allocating it to other things that yeah. quite possibly don't need your time allocation in that way right now. But what about my work? He's like, well, what about your work? Maybe you are working too much. Maybe yeah. there's something about the way you're doing your work that you you can release something. Yeah, because your son needs you. your son and daughter, you know, there were things happening with both of them Yeah, um, that I wasn't, I was missing emails and missing communications from teachers and not following up with the kids to make sure, did you see that email come from your teacher? Did you respond to it? You know? And it's just like to be two days later and be like, I missed this whole thing. My son missed an entire um, opportunity for tutoring one-on-one tutoring from his teacher because I missed an email I completely missed the email yeah. that she was like, hey, can you show up on Friday to, and my son never saw the email, even though he got it, but he didn't see it, but I got it too. Yeah. And it wasn't until after the meeting that this teacher was like, I want to, I want to make sure he's supported because she wanted him to pull his grade up. And she was like, I want to offer training on their, on their um, independent study day. Let's, can he show up? Just completely missed. That was a very important email and a very important opportunity for him to prepare for his, you know, exam. Yeah. And God is like, you went. You're not making enough room for this. And then what's the thought? Well, Eddie ain't either. What's Eddie doing? He getting these same emails. God is like, I'm talking to you. I'm talking right. to you. Right? <laughs>
1: Got to default, yeah. You, we have to have at least that default, at least one good time, yeah. Before the Lord snatches right back.
0: Well, <laughs> he ain't filling out the forms either, Lord. <laughs> he on the same distribution. God is like, I'm not. I, I I talk to him separately. I'm talking to you. So, in the being realistic about what you can do, many times you got to pause and and look at what needs your time that you're not giving it, giving your yep. time to. So wherever you're giving your time to you're, you're being unrealistic about your time allocation. Yeah. These things are not, if you're not making room. Yep. And so it goes that direction too. So it's not about necessarily what don't I have time to do? Many times it's like, what do you need to make time to do I that you're it. not making time to do? Yes. Oh, I love that. Be I realistic. That. If you want to eat better, you've got to make time to eat better. Yeah. If you want your child to pass the class, you got to make time to be present so your child can pass the class. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, so you preaching right to me right now. Yeah. Like, it, I mean,
1: it, it's scary how that's very much. <laughs> and what got bad was my mom. Let me just throw this in there. My mom was checking the kids um, school pages to see if they had any missing assignments every day. Mm-hmm. And then she would text me and be like, "Da da, da, da here's mm-hmm. this." And I was grateful that she was willing to keep up with their schoolwork. But at the same time, it was just like, "Really? Yeah, she's doing this for you. This is what being delegated. Mm-mm. You can do this.
0: Like, well, let's talk about this let's, then. So let, let's, let's talk about noise. strategy number two. Yes, let's do it. Because um, I may set you free here. Delegate and automate what you don't have to do. That's the second strategy." So Mm -hmm. that's one way to make room for what you have to do is to delegate and automate what you don't have to do. Now, let me just talk about what you just brought up. Now, whatever God is saying to you, you got to do, but if your mom is willing to do that, I'm like, can you leverage that? (laughs) I, I, okay. So some of the things like, cause you know, there's,
1: there's five people. We are not playing man-to-man. We are definitely zone defense. <laughs> some of those, <laughs> some of those things like holding my, particularly my sons accountable. I love it because she's like, because she's aware of what's going on. She's going to be that extra voice, but simply being aware of what's happening in their school life, man, yeah. that was just. I needed to make room for that. Yeah. You know, I was making room for what was happening in these 27 students that I have in their school lives, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but but yes, I have been able to, and I my thought here when you say delegate and automate, I see that both in home at home and school, um, particularly that automated part, because I feel like I need to do all the things live in person, like right. just and there's just some things like, you know, because I, I teach, well, that first quarter was in a virtual. Setting and so we make these videos every day, etc. etc. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be my face on the video, yeah. Like, let somebody else's face, you know, pull other resources, give credit, use this, you know, kind of thing. And you talk about being set free. When I sort of automate, like, oh and this goes mm-hmm. go out at this time. Oh, I have a pocket of time here. I can. It's like, yo, so instead of me getting up at 6 a.m. and posting these things do it the day before post you know automated so it mm-hmm. goes out this time you it doesn't have to be you delegate that quote unquote <laughs> to some other resources pull these other things in and it's just i don't know it yeah that has definitely freed me up and delegating these
0: house chores yeah listen yeah when you have these bigger kids you know i say seven and up seven and up there are things that can be delegated um you're going to have to relax on your standard probably, but you yes. know yeah. probably you're going to have to. Relax. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I, I think back to my childhood. I want to think that I was just this master cleaner, but I'm sure my mom would look at my work and probably shake her head. I'm sure if I asked her, she'd be like, no, you did not do a stellar job with the bathroom, <laughs> but it was enough. Right. Yeah. Um, and we washed and we did laundry and things yeah. like that. Um, There are things that um, your older children can definitely hold, okay? I'm just letting you know that this is true. So if your children are not involved in some of those household responsibilities, this is a great time to start training them in order to delegate. Um, And those things are relative to each family, what those things are. Some seven-year-olds can, you know, wash dishes and, you know, so maybe don't need to do dishes. I don't know, but you're, you know, you have to figure out the things and my kids are, I got big kids. I got a 13 year old now, which yes, I shed tears. She just turned 13. um, This, this Sunday this past Sunday. And then I have a 15 year old and they're as tall as me. They can handle stuff. Yeah. I do compromise on quality. I do.
1: (laughs) And you know, and I've got like a a low range. So mine are from eight to 13 or almost 14 now. mm -hmm. And so, Yeah. When sh- when you talk about seven and up, mm-hmm, Y'all yeah. it's possible, and they they feel empowered too. You know, yeah. when you got even if it's your job is to empty the dishwasher, mm-hmm. just to get them in the mindset. And one thing that, especially as I went back, that uh, my husband Ken and I kept sharing with the kids is, listen, it's all seven of us. Like we are a team. This is. Our home. Mm-hmm. This isn't just me holding it up for everybody, you know, and just giving them that understanding that when you think about the way you want your home to be set or how you want your home to feel, that's how we want our home to feel. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna be part of that, and then holding their foot to the fire, man. Because yeah, you know, it's since it's easier for me to just do it. If I assign it and it doesn't get done, my natural tendency would be like, let me just do this, and it's right? Like, you no, know, holding their foot to the fire and being like make sure that that gets done. It takes some work, but that delegation piece. It does
0: take work. It's worth it though. It's worth it. Um, They'll get there, but it does take work. Even with my big kids, we still have to remind them. And you Mm -hmm. know, when's the last time this litter box been cleaned and you know, you know, just there's that's always happening, but guess who ain't cleaning the litter box. I'm not cleaning the litter box. You know, it's delegated. Yeah. I've moved myself over to manager and They, I delegate, Um, but not even with just your kids, you can think of things, you know, we all, you know, are very familiar with grocery delivery and pickup and things of that nature. Just kind of consider what can be automated. I'm thinking about my meals now, because I know that's a need for me to eat healthier. And I'm, I'm trying to see, okay, what's keeping me from eating healthier. Mm. Most of the time, it's just being prepared with the healthy. Options. I'll have things in the refrigerator, but they're not cooked or prepared or put together. And so if I'm like, so if that's my problem, then how can I approach making sure there's things like when I take a lunch break? I need to just be able to go into the kitchen and grab it. I don't need to sit and cook something because yes. that's when I will choose something quick or some a snack food instead of an actual meal. These That's, the, that's my default because I'm like, I don't have time to actually cook exactly. it. Exactly. Yep. You know? <laughs> so now I'm thinking of who's local that can meal prep a few mm-hmm. meals for me. I already have the woman in mind. I am going to reach out to her probably today. And then there's um, I look for different apps that help me with my meal planning. Um, there's one I'm about to check out. I don't want to say it out loud because I want to check it out first because if I like it, I'm, I will shout it out. I got a series coming called Automate My Life that I'm going to talk about meal planning. And I'm getting my resources together. So I have some things yeah. I'm going to check out, but I want to make sure <laughs> that I like them first yeah, before right. I can <laughs> to them. But these are the things I'm looking at now because I'm like, I need, if I want to eat a certain way, I need my shopping thought out for me. I need my meals thought out for me. I need an automated way to send my shopping list to Instacart so that I can go pick up my groceries or have them delivered. And I know everything is there. Right. So just consider what you don't actually have to do, even in your business. Oh, let me, let me talk a little bit. Um, and you guys, I don't know. You gotta love me or hate me. I don't know which one. But as soon as possible, get a VA. As soon mm. as possible. Well, Deanna, I don't make enough to delegate to a VA. You, I, 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 I'm pretty sure many of you do. It doesn't cost a ton to get a VA on your side. <laughs> <laughs> I pay my VA 10 hours a month and it's, it feels like she's doing 20 because first of all, she's a professional VA. So that's really important. <laughs> hmm. She knows how to VA. She knows how to administratively execute the task. She doesn't need me to manage her. I tell her what to do. If she don't know how to do it, she figures it out and she does it. Yeah. You know, so I'm saying that to just kind of let you know that don't just hire your cousin. (laughs) Hire a professional VA if you're really wanting to delegate and automate. I'm just saying. Just having somebody's brain, like Kelly, how you were talking to me about what you got to figure out about this um, offer. Just being able to tell somebody, this is what I'm trying to do. Can you figure it out and set it up? I mean, what would that mean to you? How much is that worth to you right now (laughs) to just be able to say, I need this set up? I need a web page. I need an opt in. I need an automated email sequence. I need all of these things set up. Can you go ahead and set it all up for me? I will come in and edit, copy, but I just need it set up. That's what I need right now. (laughs) How much (laughs) is that worth? Literally, I need a VA right now. (laughs) It's worth gold. It's worth gold. And so I'm just saying, I, I, yeah. I'm going to bring her on. My VA's name is Allie um, Stifler, um, Type A Consulting. I believe is her company. I'm giving her a shout out. Hey. I used to not want to tell people about her because I'm like, don't take my time cause I I'm going to eventually bump up to more time. And I'm like, don't get too many clients. She was like, Oh, I got a team. I was like, Oh, so I will now promote you because <laughs> I know that you can hold me. I did not want to share,
1: Listen, but I'm, I'm going to bring her
0: on just so she can talk to people about, first of all, the affordability of a VA. And then, you know, and then just kind of t- break down some mindsets on, the thought that if I pay a VA, I'm going to make less. No, if you pay a VA, you make room to um, not only recoup whatever you're paying her, but it helps you scale yeah. more. It really—that's really what happens because now you're able to do more and reach more and sell. Right. More. Anyway, I digress. I—I'm just hope I'm not digressing. I'm, I'm for I was real. Like delegate. No, <laughs> delegating <laughs> is the thing. Yeah. So figuring out there are things that only I can do. In my business, like, only I can show up and record my podcast, right? There are certain things only I can do, but there are certain things that, hey, I need an automation figured out. Can you go into Zapier and figure out how to get this automation happening in my, you know, in our business? Next time I hear from Allie, it's like, it's up. That's the next time, you know, it's, that's worth gold. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just saying... Think about how you can delegate in your family. Think about how you can delegate in your business Yep. Um. so you can make room for, even if you're just making room to not do something, not do work, make room to work less hours so that you're not over-functioning, okay? Yes. It's worth it. I'm telling you, should have did it long time ago. Should have did it a long time ago. Best investment I've ever made was a VA. I'm just mm-hmm. letting y'all know. investment i love her i don't ever want her to go anywhere okay (laughs) here's the last strategy ah this is probably i don't know if this is the hardest but it's hard so the last strategy is surrender what can't be done surrender what cannot be done Might take a little self-talk. So I gave myself a little self-talk last night.
1: So we're preparing to travel, okay? Mm -hmm. Like we'll be traveling tomorrow. And when you're traveling with seven folks, you know, there's stuff that needs to be done, right? And laundry and just packing kind of a thing. But I decided to insert switching out closets and... (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to stop there because it it gets worse. Um, So I decided to insert that into this preparation of travel, And so last night with my room full of bins, oh, and also sorting through purging as well. Mm-hmm. So bins, bags, laundry, and just what was already there. I just looked at this whole situation and I just said, if this doesn't get done, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like I actually had to tell myself that and then i put things in an organized pile <laughs> just these situ- these different things in organized piles and i went to sleep and it was just like that's how i'm going to i had to tell myself that or else i was going to be up for mm-hmm. a while finishing this ridiculous ridiculous project yep. that that i started and yeah but i had to make it i had to be intentional about letting go yeah cuz i don't naturally do it
0: no, I don't either. I'm I'm way better at it now, but it's not natural. It it has been a trained behavior, I have to say. But um this happens to me every week if not every day. Mm. Probably not every day, but many days in a week that I sit in realization that I have to surrender something. Yeah. Um that's just not going to get done. Um definitely since I've been mm building this app because it's a, it's an unknown, it's unknown terrain. Yeah. And so I come across hiccups and challenges that are not foreseen because I, I don't know what I, I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. Right. So as I am learning, it's like, Oh, I can't do that that way. Or, Oh, this is not working. And something that I thought I was going to be able to knock out in 30 minutes turns into a day long project. And so when I realize that, oh, I have to now make room to figure this out. The other three things that I was trying to get done today, I have to surrender. They're just yeah. not going to get done. So I maybe, yes, I was scheduled to do a Facebook live. I'm not going to do the Facebook live. Mm-hmm. You know, just different. it's just like yep. it happens like that. Now, it doesn't happen like that. All the time, but right now, like I said, I'm in a push season. I'm yeah. birthing a new thing, right? And so it just—it's the season. It's, it's this characteristic yeah. of the season, and so my normal preparation for social media content—I do nothing for October. Anything you see pop up in my social media is quite random and it's quite—it's—it's in, it's inspired in the day. Hey. You know, like today I have an inspiration that I want to share on social media. I'm going to share it, but it came out of my study this morning and I'm like, "Oh, I really want to talk about that." I'm going to make a post. But it was not any I did not prepare my October social media feed for anything, okay. which I normally do. I normally think through what I want to talk about each month and I make a plan for my Facebook group and um Instagram. Yeah. None of that happened. None of it. Not none, none of it. But I was okay with it. It was like um, I do email content in a very specific way. I nurture my um, community um, and I, I, ta- I take my nurture a month at a time. Same way I approach my social media content. What do I want to talk to um, my community over the next 30 days? And I build out my nurture and I automate it. I build it out. I spend like a day or two writing the emails and getting things ready. And then I I, I drop people in, and and they just get my sequence, right? So this week, I just paused the sequence. I'm like, I ain't writing no emails.
1: <laughs> Wherever yeah. they are in
0: the sequence, they will just pause right there, and then when I'm ready to turn it back on, I'll turn it back on. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to surrender what can't be done. And here's the thing about Christian entrepreneurs, you know, those that sh- – you know, when we're walking in faith, you can do this with trusting, knowing that God is directing where your attention needs to be. Yes. You can't do it in fear. You know, the, I, I've said this to many clients, and I probably said it on a podcast, but you definitely can't do it being slave to the rhythm of Instagram. You can't. Well, what's gonna happen to my to the algorithm? Who gives a flip? What is God telling you to do? What is and if you ain't got time to do both, what's the most what's the priority? right. He don't care about your Instagram feed. He don't care. He absolutely does not care. He's Unless, he's
1: you to
0: use it. <laughs> Unless he's telling you to use it in a certain way, then just do what he's telling you to do. Yeah. But he's like, no, it's more important for you to get this this um, summit ready. It's more important for you to um, build out your content for that Bible study. It's more important for you to build out um, this training material for your client. That's more important because I need you to serve your people. There it is. And you still worry about these people that we don't know who they are. They're out there in Instagram land. And you know, it's like, God is like, I don't, what are you doing? What are you doing when you've lost your way based off of what you've been trained to do? If you're doing the things that somebody has taught you to do, Instead of the things I have told you to do, you are missing the point.
1: If I had a Twitter, <laughs> that's a tweetable. You're missing like, the point. When you're doing the things that you were taught to do, instead of the things I told you to do,
0: you're missing the point. You're missing the whole point. You're missing the mm. whole point. And there's oh, I can, go, d- I can go deep in this yeah. whole thing. I can go deep in yeah. this whole thing of the surrendering of what you just can't do, knowing that you're not sacrificing in the name of income or you're not, sa- just surrender what, cause obviously God knew it wasn't going to get done. Right. You made the plan, but he was like, yeah, I'm going to jack that up today because I need her to get this app ready. Mm-hmm. Right. And she's going to have to make room to get the app ready she'll be okay <laughs> and if and I the, allow myself to be I'll be okay
1: yeah and and the thing is like I think about that first point of being realistic and how that takes this honesty and then I think about this part right here of surrendering and that also takes this level of humility that mm. just says you know and there's freedom there we I'm gonna say I can naturally feel like if I'm surrendering then I I'm forfeiting and that's not the truth. you know I'm the surrender it opens way for freedom it opens way for more. it allows me to grow and to have room to think. it allows me to be emotionally healthy. It allows me to not be toxic to the people around me when I finally let go. Yeah. you know there's I've got a release you know if you're a control freak like I am, it's like I have to be in the habit of saying, okay, I cannot do it all. Because the thing is, if we keep over-functioning, God will let us do that, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do do you, boo? Yeah.
1: (laughs) But, you know, just just the model that he established, even in creation, where he took seven days to to create the world, and on the the sixth day to create the world, on the seventh day, he rested, not because he was tired, but as a model.
0: Yeah. You don't have
1: to keep going. And in our surrender, we're saying, God... I'm giving you room. I'm mm-hmm. I'm giving you access. I'm calling. I'm recognizing that I am not God, mm-hmm. so, and He can bless more with what we surrender than the yes. sleep. keep on just functioning. I'm just going to keep. I'm just going to keep. Oh, and we miss the blessing of what He can do in our sleep. You know, and it's just like Lord, that that surrender. is just freedom. There's a blessing. There's beauty in the surrender. Yeah, but we got to do it. In order to get it, gotta we do don't it. get a preview. We don't get a preview. Uh, we don't get
0: it. Yeah,
1: we don't. It's like you got to do it.
0: I, um, I say this, um, quote often, um, maybe the problem is we don't believe God is working when we're resting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe that's the problem. That is a problem. Yeah. That we feel like our hands got to be in it in order for God to move it. Yeah. Um, The deception is if I don't get to the thing on my to do list, my my work is not going to move forward. My business is not going to grow. I'm not going to make the money. That is a lie, as a deception. Yeah, as a worldly approach, as a worldly model. Yes, and absolutely. um, Our friend Brittany Turner wrote this devotion. It's in the um. It's in the prayer room, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but she wrote a devotion called "Building by a Different Model." Mm -hmm. It's like we just don't do this the same way because the, the. the, the prerequisite is God has called me to this. That's the prerequisite. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about things that we just decided to do on our own. I'm talking about work that we feel like God is calling us to do. If he's calling us to do it, we got to submit it to him because it's his. Yes. We can learn all the things. We can get all the education. I don't think he um, looks down on um, practical and, um, you know, natural education mm-hmm. and knowledge, I think he uses it. But he don't care what you he doesn't care what you know and he doesn't care what you don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: He don't care about either one of those. When he tells you to do it, he tells you to do it. He didn't ask. Well, did you take a course? Would have you take the training? Deanna, did you go watch the the um tutorial on building an app? Did you do it? Do you know how? Okay, All now right. build the app. He didn't ask me. He just said why you got this in Teachable? Because that's where I first put all of the content. I put it in Teachable knowing he told me to create an app. Mm-hmm. And my business brain says, well, let me see how I can sell it in Teachable. If I can sell it in Teachable, if I can get it to convert in Teachable, then I can use that money to invest into creating an app because it is a financial upfront investment to create an app. Let me just let you guys know. Let me make some money first. Let me set the money aside and use that, and I will put this content in an app. I released it in Teachable, took some people through it, and came to the realization, this content don't work right in a course platform. Mm. It doesn't work the way I envision it for people in a course platform, Mm -hmm. which is probably why God... Told me to build the app in the first place, right? And so I was like, I just said, screw it. I'm going to make an app. I don't know what this means. I don't know the financial costs. I'm going to, I'm just going to make it. And I went on the journey of transitioning all of that content into an app. But it, like I said, God did not care about my marketing approach to working my way up to an app. Mm-hmm. It's like I told you this is this was an app.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. This,
0: this is this is the surrender. This is yeah. the surrender and the trust. but anyway, let's recap our yeah. strategies for over functioning. Oh, can I add one? I got my pen, go ahead, girl. So the last one was okay, so let me just go through the three. Be realistic about what you can do. Delegate and automate what you don't have to do and surrender what can't be done. One more surrender to what must be done. Mm. Surrender to what must be done. Yeah. Which means you're trusting that what he's asking you to do are the things that need your hand to be on it. That takes surrender to yeah. because it means some of the things that you want to work on or some of the things you think are important. He's like, they're not what I'm asking you to do. Yep. Like my kid needs my attention over here in school. Yeah. Well, God, I'm doing this, 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 and this. I need you to surrender to what must be done. Mm. You must show up for your child. <laughs> yep. You must show up for your physical health. You must eat right, Deanna. Yeah. Surrender to what must be done. And the things that he's asking us to do, although I believe they're all kingdom-driven, kingdom of God um, on earth as it is in heaven, I really believe that's why he's moving us. But he also has, within those instructions, made sure that our physical and spiritual and emotional care will be touched as well. You can trust that. Absolutely. Because if you're doing what he's telling you to do, you're going to have room for the other things. Okay. Yeah. That is it. That's it, y'all. I got nothing else. Kelly, thank you so much for spending part of your break with me, even though maybe you shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, should I have done this? Was this what must have been done? Maybe, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe you needed to pull some clothes. I don't know. I don't no, know. No, <laughs> because they got it done. I, I did a two hour block this morning. I got it y'all yeah, that's the end of the story. I blocked out some time and got her done, <laughs> got her done. Well I appreciate you spending um, a little bit of time with the refresh mom's podcast. It's great having you back and we're gonna I'm gonna bring her back. She's not gonna not come back okay there's right. another dear mama please stop somewhere inside of her. <laughs> yeah, but there's some more breaks coming up. <laughs> let's get it on the calendar. <laughs> you Dang, might just go ham over the summer. Like, just come on. Let's we'll just do a whole on. season. <laughs>
1: summer season. Oh, Okay. Is that what must be done, Lord? Okay. <laughs>
0: I know, what, right? <laughs> this is what happens, y'all. This is how I get caught up in the moment. <laughs> I know. Thank you all for listening. Um, we love you and yeah. stay refreshed. See you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Refreshed Moms podcast. Hey, if you're a fan of this podcast, I'd love it if you can leave a star rating and review. This helps put me in front of more beautiful women just like you. So before you hop off, stop by and click a star rating and leave a review. Don't forget, find me on Facebook and Instagram at Refreshed Moms to receive your daily dose of refreshment. Let's connect again soon, all right? Bye for now.